One hour, 42 seconds in the future. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was funny. That's that's actually a very funny. I swear, we, we, I was like, we really came like back in the seconds. I, I probably didn't hear what you said ending the show, and then, and I was like, what? Wait, silence? What? I'm going to be honest. After you said it, like, it took, like, multiple seconds to sink in, and then <laughs> I panicked. I was like, but what happens now? <laughs> <laughs> and now, Pixels Weekly. March 6, 2017. I'm Ryan. I'm Sandy. And I'm Yannick. And this is Pixels Weekly. Oh, hey, hey. hey. Good morning. Oh, my God. Good morning. Right, you need to shake that voice off. You played too much. <laughs> you know, guys, it, we're, we're, so listeners, we're recording um, in a very different schedule today because uh, I wanted to have some time, as I think Sandy did, with our. Uh, God, what are these things called, Sandy? What? How? How do we even describe them? Uh, let me see. Personal a, entertainment devices. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> rectangular. You know, rectangular a rectangular shape. personal device. An iPhone. It's an iPhone. No, we got the Nintendo <laughs> Switch, and so we wanted to have some hours with it before we got on the show and talked to you about it and told you what we think. And I think. Then we're going to do that a little bit later in the show. But first. <laughs> it's worth more than 10 minutes of hodgepodge. I'm yes, right. hopefully it's worth more than 10 minutes of hodgepodge because there's some Zelda impressions, at least for me, wrapped into that. Um, so let's start off the show with what we normally do. It's what's in the news and what we're playing. It's hodgepodge. Yay. Yay. Jumping right so into it. So much going on this week. We had, so to, be picky with our, we had to be picky with our selections, huh? It's been kind of a crazy March, hasn't it? It's it's been a crazy first week of March indeed. I can't remember the last time and that won't be my hodgepodge, but I have to emphasize that it's I can't remember the last time we had such a busy week. Um Yeah, I totally I, agree. It it's like mental to me. I can't remember the last time um we had such a busy week and I remember on our Twitter uh posting on Thursday on our on our Twitter at Pixelscast, you can follow us. Um, asking around our followers what was the biggest news of their of their week, and uh, I even had a hard time um, listing down the options um, between the new Overwatch character, the new Heroes of the Storm character. Sandy, I'll leave you to that. Um, and now I even forget the release <laughs> of uh, of Horizon Zero Dawn. Destiny did Switch. some content, right? You said the Destiny. Destiny's got some content. We'll, we're going to have time to talk about it because they're going to talk about it over there over the um the next uh the next three years and as i log in on twitter <laughs> we have uh twitter announced that they're gonna broadcast a lot more esports in a couple couple next weeks like they bought a lot of rights uh i can't remember the number of hours that was announced but uh i think sandy is gonna bring that up in another hodgepodge in a few following weeks my hodgepodge, though, is about Horizon Zero Dawn, man. Oh, oh man, what a video oh. game! Oh, it's yes. so pretty. Oh, and I, I and my hodgepodge would kind of not be just really. Uh, I can talk about my impressions, but Ryan, I also want you to share yours a little bit. But my hodgepodge will just. Well, be, be ho- sorry. Before you continue, I think 
this is the first game maybe ever on Pixels Weekly that is brand new that we're all playing. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's so that's yeah, true. That's, this is a monumental thing in and of itself. Let's, <laughs> that's true. So let's yeah, let's talk and, about uh, this. And their ironic thing about it um is that it's a it's a console exclusive and <laughs> you know yeah. we should be able to play we should normally have this game that we all play if, if it's on different platform but this time it's just on PS4. Um but I do want to um congratulate the guys over there at Guerrilla Games because um the expectations were set high. They they set the expectations really high with that with those first um, sneak peeks at E3 last year, I remember, and a lot of people didn't see this new franchise come and set it right up there at the top um, with a lot of promises and with this fight against the robot T-Rex thing that I still haven't met in game. I think <laughs> yeah, progress a few a few more hours in it. I think I have eight six to eight hours. Um, so props to them because they managed to deliver with putting them putting themselves in a lot of pressure and i know it's it's difficult those days to especially with an open world genre um to manage to come up with something innovative uh something new and something that get you sucked in for 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 the um, for long hours and uh yeah i just really want to congratulate them it's it's been you know it's been there and then the reviews follow and then the feedback from people follow and it's almost unanimous in my twitter feed everybody is enjoying it who you know whatever everybody that owns it really enjoys it and um and yeah so horizon so like i said I'm, i want to tease it i'm drafting i'm gonna wait a couple more hours of progression but i do want to post a blog uh, on on our blog uh my impressions and my reviews on the game and uh, i have a couple notes already um but yeah have <laughs> you have some a, notes a, a that you'd like gorilla to write a, down huh you have some notes that you'd like them to write down and change about their game why <laughs> that was a joke <laughs> like i've got some notes <laughs> Let's Although, see that. i didn't get this one there has been some controversy on the game and what they've used the words the terminology that they've used to describe certain characters, some people believe in what way? So, on February twenty eighth, a Native American writer wrote a medium essay, and they wrote that the descriptive words that were being used were have had a historically degrading connotation to them. So savages, savages, primal, braves, and. She was kind of, I didn't read that medium article. I'm just reading the the follow-up from Guerrilla Games. And she's like, these words are, you know, historically derogatory towards Native Americans. And the guy that responded, uh, John Gonzalez, said that he looked to several different cultures and kind of took a holistic view of every culture that we would consider, I guess, primitive to what we are right now. And those were the words that kind of, like, stood out and were the most inclusive. But they ended up offending a group of people anyways. It's like, you you can't win 
And her other argument was that video games have always been hijacking and stealing Native American culture and kind of making it seem very, um, very muddy. And I'm, I'm running out of the words here because... Yeah, no, I know what you're saying, question. Sandy, which is... Uh, <laughs> I mean, this happens a lot, right, where... Video games, in order to tell a particular story or to sell a particular universe, will culturally appropriate things that, while the intention might be to create a sort of new fictional culture, um, what often happens is you create something that feels more like a parody culture of an existing culture, um, and I could see that being the case with Horizon Zero Dawn. I don't, like, for the record, I don't ever see a scenario where, like, that is the intent of Guerrilla Games to be like, hey, aren't Native Americans really fun? You know? Um, yeah, that wasn't it at all. Because most people compare the characters and the protagonists more to Vikings than they would Native Americans. And they kind of, it's kind of a hybrid of what you would imagine both cultures to be. Yeah, there's something, to, I mean, look, I I think if you're going to make a game set in, and, and of, of course, like, video games more than ever, sort of, or the video game industry more than ever, I think, is in current American culture paying attention to Things like free speech. Americans are a little wound up on this issue lately, um, just like they are about the free press and uh, several other things, uh, due to especially the political climate. But it, I think, if you're gonna set a game in the sort of setting that it's uh, this game has been set, essentially, you're kind of in a situation where you're inevitably going to create a culture like a hunter-gatherer, right? Like, you're yeah. going to create a culture that looks a lot like how America used to look before it became industrialized. Um, and much of the world looked, for example, like you said, the Vikings. So I, it becomes something that... I, it's weird to point out, like, it's nobody's fault. I think it's good that Guerrilla Games, you know, didn't have Whitey McWhiterson come out and say something. Like, no, yeah. you don't understand. Um, but they, they definitely acknowledged. They're like, we understand where this is coming from. And apparently, like, the term Braves has been controversial for, like, forever because of sports, real sports, not the fun sports, you know, esports. Um, <laughs> <laughs> esports is the best sports, but it's it's interesting. It sounded like you just called esports kind of like... the fun sports, but I'm gonna just cruise right past that. <laughs> it's it is it's just interesting, kind of seeing that that's something that's being picked out, and it's like, hey, you guys are still doing this wrong, versus celebrating like, oh, we have another strong female protagonist. It's, oh, by the way, you're doing this wrong, which is where I think those kind of opinions end up hurting more than actually being beneficial. Because we're not saying, by the way, this is what you did right. 
we're pointing out this is where your logic was flawed. Yeah, I see what you're saying. You know, it's important, I think, for us to say, like, we've talked about just a few episodes ago what PewDiePie was saying and his offensive remarks. And and I think we often talk about, like, sensitivity around certain subjects. But at, at the end of the day, I do believe in free speech. I also believe that a video game is a piece of art and it is not necessarily the job of art to reflect our current culture. Mm -hmm. And while I do think it's great and art is at its best when artists are mobilized to do work that is political in nature or has a social commentary to it, Horizon is not going to fix cultural appropriation. Right, not at all. No one video game is, and you. I don't even think you should make the argument that, well, if all video games did it, it would be fine, because not all cultures are the same. And by mimicking one or being sensitive to one, sometimes by its very nature, you're being insensitive to another. And I don't know about you guys, let's, let's open up this discussion, but so far, one of the things I can say I found about Horizon is that it feels very specific in what it wants to say and what it wants to accomplish. So, how from fa- the very beginning of the yeah. game, you're playing this outcast that, with very early in the game, you're doing something really heroic, and you're breaking the rules um, to do what you feel is right. And you will, uh, for example, there's this rule you hear about early in the game. This is not really a spoiler, so you guys can still listen if you haven't played the game yet. But uh, you are part of an outcast, and you're just being raised by this um, person who, I guess, and I haven't finished the game, so he seemed to be your father and seemed to be the person who trains you and educates you. And and um, you soon uh, realize that he and you are, are an, out- an outcast, and you pretty much... Uh, are not allowed to communicate with the tribe and a tri- and 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 vice versa and uh she's kind of like ditching this rule really quickly and she gets in touch with people from the tribe and the tribe people are always telling her i'm not supposed to talk to you and whatever and soon early in the game as you um follow the main quest you quickly accomplish um things that make sense and things that help the tribe and you want to be part of the tribe and uh they really um have compassion for you and and their dialogue towards you really shift really quickly uh before you were a foreigner and disgusting and then they they see you as you survived uh one of the first uh, big big event that I won't spoil for anybody that hasn't played the game but then they adore you and they they cross path with you in the street and they're like oh this is you know this is the girl that survived blah 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 and they idolize you if i think that's the word uh so yeah there is a big message here and and to be honest i haven't read that medium article but being from europe um it's always good to remember that sometimes a game is not meant to be just sold in the us and that not a lot of people will kind of relate to that uh i understand that this you know it was made by americans and probably has some significance for the american culture has some similarities or not and try sure. to send a message but just Absolutely. know that the majority of people that are going to play this game is not going to be Americans. So let's relax a little bit on those things and just let people play the game that they love, um, <laughs> especially especially when it's good. I'm all for it to discuss it, though. But 
uh, it always makes me smile when someone is like, this is America. Okay, well, you know, British people, Spanish people, Brazilian, French, German are playing this game a ton. And everybody is loving it. And everybody is gathering around a piece of art that is wonderful. Yeah, so, I, I think know. the argument is indigenous people in general, the, the culture has been used. So for, like, North America, you have Native Americans. Then you have um, Aztecs, Mayans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's there's a lot of indigenous cultures and indigenous people, and they tend to be pretty similar in uh, mannerisms, uh, beliefs, yep. and things of that nature. And then you can also see that reflected on the other side of the world with, with Vikings and also indigenous people in Africa and Asia, in yeah. Asia. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, there's no, like, there's no doubt yeah. that there's a bit of there there. I'm just... It, I also I, hmm, I'm trying to figure out how to synthesize this. It's rough. <laughs> it, I think so often video games and and movies both fall into the same category or books even. Um we do have a culture of hear about it and condemn it. And I'm not necessarily – I didn't read the Medium article. I don't know the extent to which this person played this game. But it's important to remember that, like, the person called a savage is done so in a negative context. Nobody is saying, ha savages, like, as, like, a an appropriate term. Like, it is seen as bad or inappropriate to refer to somebody in this state as – in the state that the main character alloys in as a savage. And it, the character certainly does not act as though they're a savage. Nobody believes they're a savage, um, with the exception of these particular other group of people. And it's just very, I think it's very easy to see a clip of something or see a piece of something or play a piece of something and go, this is this thing's intent, this is this thing's point of view, without taking the larger context, which is the character who is being called a savage is somebody who you're specifically, through gameplay, asked to identify with. Mm-hmm. So I think you have to assess the value at some point of what it means to put someone who normally would not have felt what an indigenous person would have felt in that role and in those shoes because now all of a sudden you're asking this person hey does it feel good to be called this name like what does this name mean to you and that opens up a discussion rather than closing it and saying this is this is the definitive statement on it mm-hmm. holy well said all that being said we did it. Oh yeah, let's talk about the video game now. <laughs> no, I mean, my hodgepodge is going to get too long, so I'm sure. I'm well, it's, I think it's all of our hodgepodge here. I'm I'm going to talk about the the game when I'm going to when I finish it uh, for sure. I mean, you, in the following weeks. Uh, but if I have to say one thing, if you jump into the game, uh, use the photo mode. It's amazing, um, and send us your pictures at pixels at pixelscast on Twitter. Because uh, it's it's one of the tools that I have been wishing to have in many games that are worth exploring and worth uh, looking at. Just like stopping for a moment and heavily breathing because of 
of the landscape that you're being offered and uh, the lightning and everything. And uh, photo mode really helps you capture those moments. You can even remove the hero. Uh, her name is Aloy. You can remove her from, from, the, from the, the, the angle that you have. You can travel with your camera pretty much anywhere. Um, you can remove that savage? You can get rid of her? You can remove the, ta the savage, <laughs> and you can make it so that the time of the day changes. So if you miss the sunset, you can still go ahead and capture it. That's uh, awesome. So, so, yeah, it's, it's like that's a really well-done feature, and I wish that we had that in more games, honestly. <laughs> Let's talk about, because my hodgepodge, Sandy, is your hodgepodge also, Horizon. Yes, sure. So <laughs> um, she's the one who leads the show, guys. This is not, right. this is not Ryan. Like Sandy is the host. She's, Actually, I played it. I I got the, the game on Thursday, and I was so like not feeling well at all on Thursday. I just unboxed it. Um, I took pictures and I sent it. I sent them to Curtis, and Curtis just goes, "Damn!" And I'm like, "Ha! You should have bought it." Damn. <laughs> Damn. 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 Gordon Ramsay, damn. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I also shared pictures of what I unboxed, and the artwork is beautiful. The statue is really light, but it's really well because made. Because it's plastic. It is plastic. Why do, oh, like, what are these plastic statues doing? What are we doing with our lives? I don't know. It's really <laughs> pretty, though. Like, it's they did a really good job. I was like, this box is really light. I was like, what is this? And I'm like, oh, this is actually really pretty. I'm rearranging my shelf so I can display you properly. Nice. Uh, I like it. And then I played the game last night, and I was up to like 2 o'clock in the morning. And Arya was playing um, Zelda Breath of the Wild. So we're in the same room playing different games. In different I'm wearing worlds. headphones. <laughs> in different open worlds. <laughs> and he's like, I'm going to keep playing as long as she's playing because then this this works. And I was up with, until almost 3 o'clock in the morning playing the game. And he's like, I can't do this. He's like, Sandy, I got to sleep. And I'm like, oh, yeah. You work tomorrow. Sorry. <laughs> oh, my That's God. That's how much I enjoyed the game. Crazy. I, you know what? Horizon is, well, let's just say this. I started playing it, and I immediately, on Tuesday when it came out, immediately went, ooh, I yes. think this might be the best video game, not just of this year, because we're so early into this year, of like the past, we'll call it 18 months, you yes. know? And... I'm, I know, like, we as a culture kind of rush to call everything the best, but, like, I was like, this is this could be my game of the year. You could just immediately feel the quality, the production value, the, 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 the tightness and also forgivingness of the gameplay. I don't know if you noticed, but there are certainly some times where I'm like, is this going to be a headshot? I don't think it, it was, you know, <laughs> yeah. where there's sort of a little bit of correction and stuff for some sloppy... Uh, sloppy play on your part. Um, at least there is on normal for me. I'm not playing on hard or anything. Yeah, no, um, that's what I'm playing. I'm playing on normal, and I'm like, uh, what? It, what? It, I'm so used to playing with a keyboard and mouse that <laughs> holding the controllers is so foreign to me. And I'm like, I aim with the left bumper, and then I do it with the right. It's, oh, certainly God, really, <laughs> it's certainly really, it's certainly really interesting to see that level of aim assist come from 
Gorilla, who traditionally makes first-person shooters. So you would think aim assist to them would be sort of persona non grata. Um, although it's been a long time since I played a Killzone, so maybe they do a lot of aim assist in Killzone. Um, yeah, the crafting is great. The hunting is great. It's Tomb Raider is all over this game. Uh, God of you War. You another game, right? Like Far yeah. Cry and, and Tomb Raider at the same time. That's the first thing you said when... Uh... I was uh, telling you about the game, and uh, it, I think it's accurate, but me not playing any of those. And I think in terms of, like, map, um, in terms of landscapes, in terms of uh, uh, world um, design, it's close to a Witcher as well, because you could make an open world and f have yeah. it feel empty. This thing doesn't feel empty at all. There is always some kind of cliff. There is always some kind of, like, farming you can do. There is always machines and... I don't think I will remember in a while just being amazed by finding a new uh, dinosaur machine creature. It's like when yeah. you find a new one, it's like, oh, what is this? And you're feeling Jurassic Park all over again. Um, just like, what is this machine? And then you, you kind of like scan it and you realize its weaknesses and you learn how to beat them. But the first time you meet a, um, the first time you meet a machine, it's always like, oh, how, how am I going to beat that thing? How am I going to figure that out? It's, yeah, uh, it's really interesting. Got to scan. Got to go in a focus mode. Yeah, <laughs> which is, by the yeah. way, focus it. Focus mode, best in fiction reason to have video game vision I've ever seen. Yes. <laughs> They're like, we need this person who is without technology to have a completely distinguishable technology, so that we can give them video game vision. Which is, of course, I refer to video game vision being that magical thing that you get in a video game that can show you enemies through walls and and resources out of the landscape. It's kind of a conceit of modern video game design that, like, a world is so dense and it's so hard to, like, pick things out that uh, you need some sort of extra layer of data over the entire world, some augmented reality in order to help you parse it. Um which is very interesting to me, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about. I'm gonna contrast that against what Zelda is doing um, after our break. So, hundred percent, go play it. Fucking go play it. It's go play it. Buy it, it is my my endorsement is it is the absolute best non Nintendo game that you could be playing right now. <laughs> <laughs> it really is so good. Do you guys want to take a break? All right. I thought you had a hodgepodge up here of Sandy. Oh, Sandy, do you want to talk? What what do, we, what do we want to talk about? Do you want to talk about Overwatch? Overwatch? Blizzard? Here's the storm? <laughs> what? I can I, talk about all of them for forever. Well, let's do always. it. Let's, let's hear what's going on. <laughs> so, Blizzard. We love Blizzard. And they have introduced two new heroes for two different IPs. Oh. The one that I am actually most excited for is their new Heroes of the Storm hero. His name is Probius. So good. He's, he's a probe. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> and he's so like the the trailer for the um for the introduction is absolutely adorable. They've animated him. They've given him little eyebrows. He reminds me of like a weird cat-dog hybrid thing. Yeah, cat-dog. 
all I'm thinking is like when I see him, he's like, you must construct additional pylon. <laughs> and it's just the cutest. It's such a cute little short. I love StarCraft. I love that they got this little tiny hero in into the game. And I don't know. Blizzard gave us what we wanted, and we didn't even realize we wanted it. They've been really knocking it out of the park with shorts lately. Blizzard, just in general. Definitely. So, in esports, in StarCraft, whenever you have a match, uh, Protoss versus Protoss, mm-hmm. or just the Protoss race in general, the little probe tends to be the unlikely hero almost every <laughs> single time. Boring. <laughs> <laughs> that's like the and only sound that a probe makes in Star Trek. Yeah, and it's just so cute. It's like, here's that last probe on the map, building a pylon, and this person has won the game. I can't believe it. It's it's just so adorable, and I love it so much. I, I find myself, love God, because I just, you become so familiar with all the worker classes in StarCraft that I want a... You know, I want some scrub marines and stuff as a unit, too. Maybe, like, a whole little flank of marines that can be like, right away, sir. Like, SCVs. <laughs> like, oh, man. Get the that SCV into Heroes of the Storm. Make America great again. Yeah. <laughs> Make Heroes of the Storm great again. So cool. So, so cool. It is uh, It is. It is cool because they, they added Lucio recently, and I really didn't expect that. I, I thought when you wrote down in the notes, I thought you were talking about the new Overwatch hero, and you just wrote the franchise wrong. And I, <laughs> So I watched a video of the Probius, and I was like, oh, that's really cool. That's that's quick. That's kind of quick. Um, yeah. And I think they, they need that. And um, But it's it's always they always have such a resource of, of heroes they can add into the game. I think this game will be around for a long time. Um, it's good. And Yannick hinted to it. Overwatch gets a new character too. <laughs> new tank. Uh, I, I new thought tank. you were not going to tell new us tank. what the character was. I was, like, was like, okay, they, cool. They get it, and I don't Moving know the on. name. <laughs> Moving on. No, no, no. It's, her name's Arisa. She's a tank. So everyone was like losing their minds over this because it's like, we finally got the tank we needed. And I'm like, did we? Did we? Did we? What does that mean? Yeah. What's the, what they is the tank that we a, needed, according to the Overwatch community? That's that's what I, I don't know. It's like I thought you people wanted Doomfist. <laughs> no, so I think I think people wanted Doomfist, and we're gonna get Doomfist at some point. But um, I think this well, this hero is well welcome because it provides at least an alternative, not a counter really, but more of an alternative to Reinhardt. Uh, Reinhardt is one of the tank of the game, and he has this ability to have really this protective barrier for his whole team and uh he's a viable pick in pretty much any mode in the game and um and in competitive and in you'll see it in the in-sport scene it's it's he's a he's a is a must pick for a lot of times uh, a lot of times i will see myself playing and i would want to go back to reinhardt because people are like oh we would need a reinhardt even with this new what they call dive comp uh, you kind of still need a Reinhardt to at least at least protect your healers and and give that sense of um, anchor tank. And you didn't have any other anchor tank in the game right now, and and so she's that kind of like anchor tank uh, alternative that you can have. She also mm. has a shield. Uh, she has a 
a machine gun, which is different from Reinhardt, who is only melee and has a, a fire strike on a cooldown. But um, yeah, she's a good alternative to Reinhardt. But what's deadly and what I'm worried about and what I think they need to balance right is if you pair both together, you can pretty much enter this barrier meta where if Reinhardt's shield goes down, Orissa uh, shield can be up and you can bring back uh, Reinhardt's shield. You can have the Reinhardt's shield regen and put it back uh, Her up. shield so can, it's, can it's af effectively uh, yeah. get you through the no-shield Reinhardt phase? Yeah, exactly. So I think her shield is also on like a 10-second cooldown or something around that 8-second. I can't remember. I haven't played her. She's only on the, on the PTR. So when you say new hero, she's on a uh, the PTR environment uh, and, and subject to be fixed and adjusted before being officially released and available to everyone. Um, but you technically can have a 38,000 health point uh, barrier because you have Orissa putting a shield that is 900. Uh, you have the 2,000 of shield from Reinhardt. And then while the Reinhardt shield goes down, Orissa may have her, her new shield back up. And uh, it's another 900 HP that the other team has to take down. So shields and choke points are going to be... Are Hope, hopefully I don't want that to happen because that would mean that the game is way more static, you know, way more stand behind your shield and whoever gets the shield down first wins. Uh, I don't want it to be a, the new meta. Uh, I'd rather have the, what they call the dive, the dive meta, which is having high mobility heroes take over and, uh, and really have the advantage. I think that that's really uh, uh, give more possibilities in terms of strategy. And like Sandy told me before I started playing Overwatch, Overwatch is more of a strategy game than a, than a first-person shooter. You don't really need to be good at shooting. You need to be good at teamwork and positioning and strategy. Yes. Um, and Could so, not agree more. Or at least yeah, so, you, being very good at those things is just right. as helpful. And it's like, and so, and I kind of relate to that. And uh, the more I play it, it's like, oh, I, I don't really need to aim to be good, or my team doesn't really, but like teamwork will make the difference, definitely. So, and that's what made me love the game, honestly. And so I think that's if why you when there's a fair shooting down, shoot up. <laughs> yeah, and so if like if you have too many barriers, it's gonna be like, all right, just everybody shoot the barrier, barriers down, let's get in. And that and if barrier kind of dictates this, I, I, I will kind of be. I'll, I'll, we'll have to see. We'll have to wait and see. Just like any uh, hero is introduced, there is uh, always some fear of change, like Jeff Kaplan said. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of opportunity, though. Uh, I think Sombra, Tracer, kind of being those like annoying characters that can get through that kind of stuff really quickly and kind of just um, shoot from behind and, and change the positioning, I yeah. think, is important. Mm hmm um it does Farrah. give more yeah it does give more uh, capability to to sombra uh to, it's, it's it give more importance to sombra so hopefully i, I will also want like to have it maybe if it makes her more important i'm, I'm happy with that too yeah i think people just need to stop sticking with the meta i think that's that's one of the things that i i don't like about competitive games is that once there's here's the formula here's how you have to play the game yeah that, that really annoys of, me too yeah, it kind of ruins things, and Blizzard is doing what they can to kind of keep it balanced and make e every character viable. But I know in, in the competitive um, play for Overwatch, we haven't seen that many Sombras being played because people are just not that comfortable with the character yet. And as people get more comfortable, then they're going to go in and get more aggressive. Symmetra got that huge buff, and now... Can't get rid of Symmetra because she's everywhere. Because she's 
this is a character that needs to be played. But at the same time, like, there are other characters that are viable counters if people are just willing to kind of not stick to that. Here's how you play this game. Uh, yeah, I, I think you're right, too, Cindy. And I, I always find it ridiculous when I'm, you know, I'm not in any impressive rank when I play competitive. I'm in, like, silver-ish. Uh, I'm probably going to do even worse this season. And, like, to be around people who are like, guys, we need two tanks, two healers, two DPS. Like, guys, we're we're not even good enough to really have that, have the effect that you think it's having. Um, you know, on the game, like a meta strategy is used by the professionals because you are playing with a bunch of people who are so high level at everything else that they're doing that they have to min max things like character balance and, uh, you know, counters and things like that. When you're playing with a Reinhardt who keeps charging onto the point, the two tank, two healer, two DPS thing is not helping you. So, anyway. Yeah, or or Reinhardt that's, like, tiptoeing to the point, and it's like, no, go ham. Go ham. Yeah. As a healer, or a widow. I should not be going ham. Right, exactly. Or a widow or a Hanzo that just will not stand on the point. They can't do it. Like, can we please just start standing? Can we start? With getting people to the point and not anyone running in one at a time. Can, like, we start there, you know? That That's our advice. Uh, work as a team. <laughs> stay on the point. And uh, when you all die, wait for your teammate. Don't Unless trickle in. someone needs to be on the point. I know. Don't trickle in. The, 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 the rule of thumb is if you come back to life... And the room is empty. Either you're messing up <laughs> or everybody else's. Well, they changed something in the, the season four started and they did a, a few tweaks. They, they changed a few things. Not a lot. Uh, but they did something interesting where if you die too quickly, kind of like the way MOBA works, when you die too much in a certain small period of time, your respawn time will increase. And I think in Overwatch, it's it's not like in MOBA, but it's something around the vein of two seconds or one second difference of respawn time. Uh, so it really discourages people from trickling in. And like you said, just dying all over and over again, you'll get penalized if the offensive team... Uh, rushes you and you try to and you and you just constantly go in alone and you keep dying then you're gonna have a, a, a you it's gonna take you longer to join back your team and try to defend the point so um i do like this change because it kind of like educates people to just be mindful of their death a little bit more in competitive yeah no kidding i mean and i think the one thing that overwatch does have in comp you know it in complete lockstep with mobas is the worst thing you can do in a lot of situations is die. Just, like, try not to die for a little bit. No, do not. Do not die. Yeah. <laughs> With MOBAs, there's certain characters that are expected to have um, high deaths, and those are the, your support characters. Yeah. And then you've got your carries, but there isn't, there isn't this whole concept of feeding. So there isn't one character getting stronger as the game progresses. You're kind of all pretty much equal and... In your in your abilities and in your um, waiting for your ultimates to charge, everyone's slightly on the same level. So it's interesting that they're doing this for people that die a lot. Mm -hmm. That means me. 
Oh, Sandy. It's always, I'm always the first one. Who that? Sandy, did you die? And it's just me laughing and going, yes, but it was really funny. <laughs> it's not funny, Sandy. Well, I'm glad. You're ruining glad the game for all of us. <laughs> You'll die on the other team. <laughs> Believable. All right. Let's take a break. And when we come back, let's talk about. God, is there. Maybe there's nothing to talk about. Now we're out of things. Uh, maybe we're out of things. I don't know. Maybe. Like, it was a small week. I feel like, you know, there was not much to really to really address. I don't know. Maybe we'll find something after the break, right? We'll find something during the break. We'll find something to talk about real quick. All right. We're going to look for something to talk about when we come back. Hopefully, it'll be the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> All right, we'll see you soon. Hey, Sandy and Yannick. Hey, Hello. have you guys heard of this new fangled thing called Discord? What? Discord? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. It's just like an internet telephone. Wait, the buttons on it, or the one that you know? It's called yeah, Discord. the numpads, right? Oh, it'll make you numb. <laughs> I wasn't ready for this one. I'll tell you, Discord is actually a place where you can chat with us. Yeah, that's right, the hosts of Pixels Weekly. Well, I'm very much looking forward to that. But I have a question. Is it going to work on my smartphone? You better believe it, sister. You can do that through the app. Just go to pixelsweekly.com and click on the join link right on the homepage, and you can be chatting with us today. We'll see you there. Yay! We're back. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna just do that the whole time. All right. We're back. Um we're back. And we're talking about well, let me start by saying this to introduce what we're talking about. I said earlier on the show, when I started playing Horizon Zero Dawn, I went, ooh. This is the best video game made, at least in the past, say, 18 or so months. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then I put in Zelda, and I went, I feel bad for everyone that thinks Horizon Zero Dawn is the best game <laughs> that is out right now. Because I honestly don't feel that way, and we're going to get into that. But let's start off with... The Nintendo Switch came out. We've been waiting a long time. We've been talking about it since the beginning of this podcast. So the, I'm proud to announce this is our last episode. No. <laughs> just We're done. We, we just found the best game. That was our quest. We have to find the best games. In yep, this is the pre-Switch cast, and uh, thank you for joining us, and uh, we'll see you in another life now. Um <laughs> Yeah, so the Nintendo Switch came out. Sandy and I bought one. Yannick is happy that it exists, but did not buy one. <laughs> Come it on, is, Yannick, give I've us your money. I've seen a lot of people surrender. I'm not surrendering. I'm fucking broke. Uh, <laughs> I had too many video games. Uh, but I've seen a lot of people taking that 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 uh, last-minute decision because of how well the launch has been and how good uh, Zelda has, uh, turned out, has turned out to be. You know, I think you're you're onto something there, which is that I feel like the Switch had moderate to low levels of hype, and then on what was it Wednesday or Thursday? It was Wednesday. 
that the Zelda review embargo broke. Uh, and a review embargo, for people who don't know, is kind of like essentially the publisher saying, you can't publish a review before date X. So it's, you know, fair to everybody. And also it's part of marketing and controlling the message and all that stuff. Um, so it benefits the the reviewers and it benefits the publishers in different ways for different reasons. Um, it doesn't necessarily benefit consumers, but we won't talk about that on this show. Um, but the Zelda review embargo went up and... Uh, Suddenly, IGN, Polygon, all these websites, um, are their reviews start pouring in, and the reception seemed to be across the board. Not only is this, not only is this a very good video game, certainly of this year, but as of this moment, the time of this recording, which is March fourth, two thousand seventeen, it has a ninety eight on Metacritic which is a pretty unheard of <laughs> number. Is there any game that matched this Metacritic average? Um, let's see here. Let's go to all time in Metacritic. Also, who was a jerk that gave it a bad review? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Who who got the points? Who No. Who are you sir and why why are you miserable? Exactly. Here we go. All time. So all time Sitting at a 99 is The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. I agree that this is one of the greatest games ever made. We can have a serious discussion about number two, but maybe Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2. (laughs) 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 Um, It was a very good game. Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 was very good. I don't know if it's worthy of its 98. Maybe it is. Uh, Then it's Grand Theft Auto 4. And then it's Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, at least of right now. And when you look at the other three games, 1998 for Ocarina of Time, 2000 for Pro Skater 2, 2008 for Grand Theft Auto 4. And when you continue to read down the rest of the top 10, you don't even see something in the past two years. Like the closest you get is Grand Theft Auto 5, another Grand Theft Auto um, for Xbox One, and number ten is Grand Theft Auto Five for PS3 that came out the year prior. So, like, if you just take Grand Theft Auto <laughs> off this list, you don't have anything within the past decade, essentially, on this mm-hmm. list. And let's talk about the Switch hardware first. I think you said that, Yannick, and it's a good idea. And then we'll get on to what we think of Zelda because Sandy, you're playing Zelda as well. I'm going to play it once Arya finishes. <laughs> We're playing the game. <laughs> sim- We're actually playing the Only game one simultaneously. And uh, the thing is, I really like Horizon. And when I really like a game, I'll just sit and finish it in like a day or two. Yeah. Which means he's got like a day or two to finish Zelda or at least get through like the main stuff. Just, that's not going to happen. From what I can, from what I've played, he's not getting through that in a day. No, because he really does like the side quests. And I did take a a short little video of him playing it. He turned the lights off. Uh, the game starts. It's super. It's so pretty. It's so Which pretty. Which I honestly cannot believe I'm saying. Because I've railed on Nintendo very often for the graphics. But I do think there is... I've been using the screenshot tool on the Switch because there are moments in Legend of Zelda which are just, you know, completely objectively beautiful. 
the artwork is beautiful. There's just like no no way around it. Uh, even though personally, the both of us we prefer Wind Waker, the Toon Link, oh, cute, like the realistic really? looking Link. It's not that I prefer one or the other, but like you really think? I mean, Wind Waker is an extremely good looking game, but you don't think this looks better than no? Wind it Waker? definitely looks good. Okay. I mean, they they each have their own different art style, and it's it's such a pretty game and it sounds so nice and <laughs> all right wait wait don't talk about yourself <laughs> let's start wait okay so when did when did you guys get your console we got our console it was delivered by amazon on friday and he recorded a video unboxing because i had to go to i had to go to work i had to be in the office so i should we plug he, the uh, did he do it on the podcast should we plug their podcast yeah you guys can actually um Go to their site, theirgeniuses.com, and I will be the person uploading the video. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, they've edited it. They're putting it on there. It's The hardware is a lot smaller than I thought it would be. I was expecting something slightly bigger, kind of like the size of an iPad mini maybe, but it's smaller than that. Yeah. So that was kind of surprising. I was surprised at the size of the console, especially without the controllers in it. It feels yeah. like a slightly wider, thicker iPhone 6 Plus or 7 Plus, like yeah. the kind of bigger sized iPhone. It um, definitely feels like that. And, and it's heavy. <laughs> I the think. The controllers are really small. The controllers are really small and um, like for... I mean, I'm I'm a hefty guy, so I know that I may have like chunkier fingers than some. But I would say an adult male thumb can easily cover all four face buttons of the default yeah. Switch controllers. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like I don't have big hands, and like my hands. One thing about those controllers, though, Boogie Two Ninety Eight did an unboxing, and he, you know, um, he, he mentioned the fact that really people with disabilities will be able to play the Switch because of like this two parts game controller, and that you don't yeah. have to have that T Rex hold of a small controller in front of you. So mm -hmm. he said that in terms of accessibility, it's probably one of the best design of controllers he's ever seen. And I have to agree with that. And it's something that we always forget. And people that are not experiencing this obviously don't have to think about that every day. Uh, Although this is, is uh, this is also essentially a complete, um, a complete redo of what we had, right? Like we had yeah. that nunchuck design. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, Arya thought that there's a plus and minus symbol on each one of the um, the Joy-Cons. And he thought the plus symbol was actually a D-pad. And he was like, this is the smallest D-pad I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> what do you like, need who, this for? Who plays like this? What is this for? And then he's like, oh, they're not D-pads. And I'm yeah. like, you're so dumb. Uh, yeah. <laughs> It's like Nintendo invented Start and Select, and they've been, like, running away from it ever since. It's very odd. It's um, so weird. Yeah, for sure. So have you have you played it in all of its modes, Sandy? Have you sort of um, or tried it sort of undocked or, like, with the controllers kind of free in your hand versus the Joy-Con grip? Uh, did you guys get a Pro Controller? Uh, we did get a Pro Controller. It's going to mm -hmm. be delivered today. Because you're and not stupid babies. Our tiny hands 
are no match for the Joy-Cons. <laughs> and I haven't had a, I haven't had really had a chance to, to hold it and mess with it too much. I do know that I do want my own Switch. And that's yeah. how I can play Splatoon 2. And have that. And you can parties. be competitive. You can get your <laughs> your land parties. Oh my god. Just um, kidding. I don't have that kind of money for ten TVs. <laughs> Madness. Well you don't um, need TVs. You can play right on the Switch. Yeah, you could play right on the screen. But I, like if I want to be hardcore esports, I need TVs. <laughs> so let's talk about like uh the unboxing was fine. I mean everything is it's no Apple unboxing, but it's certainly everything is in order, in place, and you kind of take it out one at a time. Um, and it attach is a the lot Joy-Cons. cleaner than the Wii. The Wii, yes, because the yeah. Wii you had a ton of wires, and then this it freed up so much space when we replaced uh, the Switch and the Wii U, and we were like, "Wow, why do we have so many wires?" I thought it was interesting that the dock is like the cheapest feeling thing in the package, and it's also like the most expensive accessory that you can buy. Yeah. Like the dock is $90 if you want your own separate one. And all, it just feels like a hollow box that turns a USB-C connection into a, a little USB HDMI hub. Like nothing technically impressive about it. Um, what is technically impressive, and I've tried it a few times now, is just literally in the middle of Zelda, pause screen or not, you can put it on the dock, and it is on your TV. And it works better than plugging... I mean, Yannick, I'm sure you've done this, where you take a laptop and you like plug it into an external display or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's not even that weird sort of like flicker and recognition right. of right. like the display. There's not that kind of like, okay, what am I plugged into now? Um, and maybe it's because the switch can only ever just like change the video signal rather than like, am I extending the monitor? Am I cloning what's on the monitor? It just mm-hmm. kind of is like you put it in the dock. It's on your TV. It's instant. I've never had a problem with it. Uh, that in and of itself, if you ever wanted a console that did that is by itself incredible. I I just have to say, mm. um, it switches. <laughs> it, it actually switches. It <laughs> yeah. does what they say it does. And it works just like it does on the commercial. How often can you say that about a piece of consumer True. hardware? Not often. Yeah. Not often. The one thing and I didn't think Nintendo kinda... had it in them to pull it off, honestly. <laughs> You're like, oh, Nintendo. The one thing that I did find kind of a bummer is that for the Joy-Cons, if you want to charge them, they have to be connected to the Switch while it's docked. Or you got to buy that $30 charging grip. Yeah, and I was like, man, man oh why? Because now we have to buy that charging grip in the <laughs> event that we want to do it separately. I will say between the Pro Controller, the charging grip, and the Switch itself, I went from having no USB-C stuff in my house except for maybe like my girlfriend's MacBook to now I've got USB-C stuff up the wazoo. Which the is features now. I was like, it's, it actually is kind of nice because you're going to see more and more of your consumer electronics move to USB C, and to have Nintendo, who's not traditionally known as being on the bleeding edge of anything these days, um, decide to adopt that standard and that technology. I think is the smartest thing that they did with the Switch. Let's talk about some bad things about setup. Um, I was setting setting up my console. And first, there was a day one update. It was very short to download, but it had to download. <laughs> yeah, I saw it. It was like literally, it took like two, like less than two minutes to download. 
um, which is which is nice. But then it finished, and then I put in an SD card, and it said, I need to download an update to use the SD card. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I let it do that. Again, it was less than a minute, but then it rebooted the console. All right, fine. Yeah, the on-screen keyboard is lousy, and if you buy things from the eShop, I don't understand why Nintendo does this. Maybe this is like a parental control thing. But you can only buy one game at a time. There is no shopping cart. Like, I intended to buy, like, five things from the eShop, and that literally meant selecting a thing, loading to the next screen, loading a checkout page. It does not. It refuses to remember remember your credit card information, probably, for, like, so your kid doesn't accidentally buy anything. And... So I literally had to go through a full checkout process like three or four times to get Shovel Knight, Snipper Clips, Breath of the Wild DLC. I, so three full times I had to select something, load it, get to the checkout screen, confirm my information, go into the credit card screen, type oh, in God. my full credit card number. Like Nintendo – and this is just – this is all connected to Nintendo being – horrible at online services just absolutely abysmal yeah that, can you I imagine would, doing that wait. on a modern console yannick <laughs> do i what sorry you broke up here for for a little bit um which uh did you hear my like checkout woes yeah yeah, yeah. okay i was gonna say did, can you imagine like doing that on ps4 you mean like when like yeah doing the check like that no, I one mean yeah one game at a time well, never remembering your payment information. Well, yeah, I mean it's, it's do, don't you have like a Nintendo like online account? If not, like at least you could like save it. I guess there are some legal issues if you save it on the hardware. You kind of like have to tie it up to an account on Nintendo, but you so you don't have that. Yeah. No. Exactly. Well, I mean, I, you do have a Nintendo account. But from what I know, at least right now, there's like, no, yeah, there's no card attached to that. It's just like, mm. you know, you got to do it each and every, after one transaction. I would have been like, all right, I'm going to do the rest later. Like, I can't deal with this right now. I mean, now more than ever. Yeah. Now more than ever, there's supposed to be uh, an Internet, like a network, like your console is supposed your Nintendo console is going to finally be working on the Internet and you're supposed to be playing online. And so you might be potentially doing what everybody's doing right now which is buy games digitally and and that's one more obstacle to buying games digitally and buying games period so totally you get your shit together exactly you... i mean this is that's crazy to make me type in a full credit card multiple times like like if this thing had apple pay i'd be like all over it oh my I'd god like spending money clicking or on my with my watch yeah, I would absolutely if I could check out easier, you know, it's unbelievable. And 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 of course they, the one currency they will let you carry is just like you can add a bunch of funds that they kind of lock away and like you have a hundred dollars in your account now you can do whatever. Um, crazy, Nintendo. small detail, small detail. Why you think it's too hard? I think um, the other thing that's like you were talking about the keyboard and. I have the 3DS and it's got a stylus and the Wii U had a stylus. This thing doesn't come with a stylus. So like you have to use your fingers. But like uh-huh. my fingers are gross. I don't want to use my fingers. My on fingers touchpad. are gross. You heard it here, folks. 
<laughs> Sandy I'm has just, the most disgusting fingers I've ever seen. Super gross. Uh, I think <laughs> I've been programmed by Nintendo to like use a stylus on their touch screens. So now that there is no stylus, I'm like kind of freaking out. It's funny you said that because I actually did have that moment too where when they first asked me to type something in, I like instinctually looked down at the console like a confused like puppy going, "Oh, I guess there's no stylus." Yeah, like, but how do you want me to do this? I guess my- I just do what I do on everything else. <laughs> Touchscreen seems to be fine so far though. Yeah, there's no no hiccups or anything with the touchscreen. You know what I will say of oh, the kickstand? Every review you've heard so far is correct. The kickstand is yeah. the cheapest, most flimsy feeling thing, and I almost never want to use it. In fact, I bought um, a like the separate Nintendo Play stand just so I could have the thing. Um, <laughs> I think we're going to get that too. Yeah, it's 12 bucks or whatever, and I'm like, fine. You know, just every nickel and dime that you can get out of a Nintendo. Um, okay, so set up the thing. Put in the Breath of the Wild cartridge. It doesn't have to install. What icon did you pick for your... Oh, first I had Link, and then I changed it to a me. I made my me. Oh, nice. I've got Tom Tom Nook, and Arya picked one of the Pikmin. Cool. So, put it in, fire up Zelda, and... I'm I'm curious to start. Like I know it's hard for you to be involved in the conversation a little bit, Yannick, because you don't, because uh, you don't, you haven't joined our cult yet. But um, we'll push you there. Uh, yeah. What I what I wanted to ask is like, what do you having? Have you watched anybody stream Zelda? Uh, I have watched uh, my uh, good buddy King Gathalion, who is. Um who is uh, I, he's one of the few on Twitch that I sub with. And uh, his March or February was pretty much going through all the previous Zelda, which was kind of like a, a good, like, hype creation, you know, hype creator. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. It's like, hype initiator. And uh, he jumped in on March 2nd, a day before he had early access. I guess he's part of that Nintendo uh, ambassador program. So he, he got probably that sent out. And he probably uh, spent March 3rd going through five different stores to pick up fi- his the five Switch that he was about to use for his giveaways. <laughs> um, so March 2nd was really when I, I got to see him play. And and I have to say, I mean, the game is, is pretty. It's not like you see something happening every time on a stream. I don't know if it's a game that is super suitable for streaming at all times. But it is um, yeah. it is fun sometimes to see him find a, a treasure because uh, you th- that's the thing with the game and and that's what makes streaming interesting is that there's never a thing that you will find yourself saying i can't do this and that's that's where the game goes far is that it's open world but it's open in terms of like range of action that you can do uh it there's really something you cannot do in this game and that's 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 impressive in its own you know sometimes in an open world it's like oh i can't jump up that rock or I just can't interact with that NPC or uh, I can't climb that mountain. So many times you find yourself saying that. And apparently, and once again, not pl- not playing it, there's really something you cannot do. You know, you could set the forest on fire if you wanted to because you can yeah. if you have a flame sword. Um, uh-huh. and, uh, and yeah, and, you know, I, he was trying different things. I saw him. Uh, I was watching him when he popped out the wolf amiibo and, uh, and the wolf, the wolf link. 
Oh, I'm gonna got, yeah. All, all, I can't, I'm excited to go hard yeah. with all the amiibo stuff. Yeah, and so the, the the wolf comes in, and the wolf I have to say is kind of OP. He had the wolf in, and then he got two of those goblins like one shot, just charging them. I was like, okay, well that's that's <laughs> that's one advantage, but, but I guess, you know it makes you, it gives you an incentive to buy that thing. Uh, so like yeah, no, definitely. Uh, Really enjoying the stream, and I think I'm gonna keep watching him playing that because I'm, I'm, you know, even if he plays probably 10 hours, uh, he's probably uh, if you go in the directory, if he plays, he's probably like in the top three uh, uh, broadcaster of the game, and uh, and it's really interesting to watch too. So I'm I'm happy to have Twitch to still enjoy the game with people with with you guys. Yeah, it's it's it is kind of cool. Like I I think that there's. So I think maybe the best way for me to describe Zelda is for me to compare it to what Horizon is doing. Uh-huh. And I think that'll contextualize it for a lot of people that are not going to play the game um, or are kind of curious as to what this game is and maybe are really enjoying Horizon Zero Dawn. Mm-hmm. And that is... That is to say, I'll I'll use broad generalizations... By the way, while we've been recording the podcast, I have my Switch with me. Don't worry, I'm not playing. <laughs> <laughs> but that that's amazing. Um, so where Horizon Zero Dawn, I feel like, is super cinematic and super scripted. There's a lot of exposition around mm-hmm. what you're doing, especially to get you from, like, point A to point B and, like, these separate things. Zelda does almost the complete opposite of that. Almost nobody talks to you. Almost nobody tells you what to do. Um, once you're kind of in it, you can just kind of go. Mm-hmm. Um, and I heard that the 21st feels... minutes are cool, and then it gets difficult 20 minutes into the game. Yeah, t- absolute. Twenty minutes in the game, I was finding people they can kill me in one hit. I was like, okay, wow. Um, <laughs> too soon, too soon. So that's the other thing that makes this Zelda very interesting, right? Because I remember being a little kid uh, and getting through the beginning section of Ocarina of Time um, and going out to Hyrule Field. And Hyrule Field at night, it became nighttime, and then there would be like skeletons that appear, and the skeletons could just kick my butt. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was kind of nothing I could do about it other than like get good, right? <laughs> and <laughs> get good. Back. A Zelda has not felt like that in a long time. Like this mm-hmm. Zelda feels hostile. It does not. Mm-hmm. The whole world does not want you in it, and that is so like at odds with like Link is the hero of time. Link is the greatest ever. Like. Link is just this scrubby little kid who's up and coming. Like, this is like, get out of here. <laughs> you know, don't ever be around it. Like, we don't want you here. And that's that's kind of what the world is saying to you in this. And that, believe it or not, is a very different change of play- pace where, like, Horizon feels dense and lush. There's all these trees and everything. is streams and mountains and... It has the the visual density of I think it's even more dense than The Witcher. Um, Zelda has these large swaths of empty 
open feel and for reasons why I, I don't want to spoil it maybe in a you know few weeks we'll come back and we'll talk about the full details of Zelda and actually spoil some stuff um Zelda for very good reason the world is empty and you know you're lucky to run into somebody else um it is just a it's an experience that it is singular, I think, in a way of it almost feels like a survival game, right? Yeah. Uh, and that is not, you know, for people that don't traditionally play it, that that is not Zelda. Like, Zelda does not feel like that. Zelda does not. Maybe since, like, Zelda 1, maybe. Um, so I, I think the biggest thing for me is and Sandy, you haven't played a second of Zelda yet? I just, I watched him put the game in and then get really excited. <laughs> and then he was just, he put the game in and he's like, holy shit, there's voice acting in this? And I'm like, yeah, duh. I'm like, what do you not, did you not read anything? He's like, no, I went in totally blind. I didn't know there was voice acting. So he got really excited. And then... Since we were up way too late, he was like, this is the greatest. He's like, this game felt so good. It's kind of, it brings me back to when I was younger. And it's just, this is the, they, they've taken so many cues from other games. And he's really excited about it. And that it's definitely living up to the hype that's been around this game. Because I think we were all kind of skeptical that... You know, it's going to be another Zelda game. It's going to be good, but it's not going to be great. Yeah. And then it launches, and everyone's like, the reviews are like, believe the hype. The hype is real. We even <laughs> got Curtis on the Switch hype. I know, which because is amazing. Of this game. After, Curtis is after last, <laughs> after last week's episode, you would think that Curtis would be the last person on the train. No, he's, he's on that train, and he's like, I love Zelda so much, and I love playing these games and seeing that it's gotten so many positive reviews, so many tens, so many high scores. He's like, I want to buy a Switch so I can play this game. Wow. Right. Although he could buy a Wii U and play it technically as well, right? But why buy a Wii U? So wait, um, did he buy it right now or No, he's like on the on the verge. He's gonna get there, yeah. Well he's gonna he's, well, he's, he's loving he's they gotta loving, get in uh, stock first. <laughs> he's loving his horizon too. He's loving his horizon too. But no that's true and and uh, yeah, it's true. It's challenging, and it's true that it's you know just like that that kind of experience. Have you heard? So I've read an article yesterday from um, I think it was Kirk Hamilton from Kotaku. He said uh, he did say that um, you should try to pro HUD once you're deep, like a few hours into the game, because first of all, pro HUD doesn't mean like it's going to be really harder. The thing with the game is that so the pro HUD for people that don't know will on the on the bottom right i think you have your map you have the time you have your the noise you make um you have something else maybe the weapon you have equipped i'm not sure anyway uh, the pro hud just disables that whole hud uh, hud that is on the bottom right of your screen at all times and really that scares me so <laughs> the, the article ends like this and you can find it on kotaku i don't i don't have it in front of me but i remember significantly what the article is saying is like turn that off and go get lost and it's exactly how i would like to play this game is that an open world where i can do anything 
and that makes me work hard at it is like something that I've been dreaming about for a long time. Yeah. Uh, and uh, because you and actually you realize knowing what the game is about, how good the game design is. You don't need the map. You can look at the horizon. If you know how to orientate yourself, you look at the horizon, you know where you are. Yes. If you are the noise you make, well, you can hear the, the noise you make. If you don't make any sound, you are pretty much, you don't make no sound. Um, and same thing, the last one was what? Yeah, the time of the day. Well, if it's dark out, it's probably nighttime. <laughs> and, um, you know, there's <laughs> that like is, a couple I do think it's silly that they're like, now it's night. You're like, come on, friends. Yeah, it's like there's a lot of audio and visual cue that will just make you not want that HUD anymore. And uh, it has it had so much immersion into the game that I would recommend anybody that has a few hours into the game uh, that is comfortable with the mechanics of the game and everything to just turn that off and, and try to dive in. And if you feel it's too difficult, come back in. But try it for a few hours and see how it feels. That's interesting, man. I think... Uh I'm gonna you should try, try it. it. I will try it. Yeah, next, I, next I'm, I'm a little nervous to try it. To be honest with you, but I will try it. Let me. I'll I'll wrap up my Zelda thoughts with the these three points. Number one, I think the game that this Zelda feels closest to. This might sound weird, is Dark Souls. And what yes, I mean by I, that is I can see that. mysterious world, uh, surprising mm-hmm. enemies, um. Very, I, I, I mean, I hate to say like very difficult, like, uh, like I'm so bad at the game, but I, I guess what I mean is, they are not afraid to if you wander into a place that you shouldn't be, have something that can shoot you that you can't avoid and one hit and kill you, and just kick you back and go, all right, well you didn't do it, like try again, <laughs> if you really want to, but you shouldn't, um, and the second thing is. I under uh, I within moments of playing the game. Uh, I'll save this to my third thing. <laughs> Sorry, the second thing <laughs> that I'm going to say uh, to be realistic is it runs buttery smooth in handheld mode and struggles to hold 30 frames a second in TV mode. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, that is. I heard about the frames. Did you did the update help? Because I know there was a Gothan no. noticed it too, and he and he updated this his console I mean, and maybe he thought he would fix it, but. Maybe. I mean, I think the hardware update was just simply for the just to add functionality to the Switch. I don't actually think it optimized anything. Um, yeah, the fact of the matter is you are dealing with Nintendo hardware at the end of the day. It doesn't feel like Nintendo hardware, but the second that you put its horsepower to the test, you go, oh, yeah, Nintendo made this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which which is to say it it pales into comparison with the regular PlayStation 4 that was released a couple years ago and the regular Xbox One that was released two years ago, not to say anything for the PS4 Pro or the Xbox One S or even the Scorpio, all of those are much more powerful consoles, period. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing I'll say about... And so, yeah, so frame rate is real in Zelda. And the last thing I'll say about Zelda is Horizon Zero Dawn feels really good. But if you you underestimate, I underestimated, and I think a lot of people do, just how good and tight a Nintendo game is to play. 
every character footstep, literally every footstep, feels awesome. Yeah, and, I see what you mean. Yeah. And that is like impossible to say. You just like you get back into Zelda and you're like, oh yeah, this is the kind of like way Link runs. And this is the way that it feels like to turn in Zelda or aim in Zelda. And I've been using motion controls a little bit with the bow and arrow. I mean, I'm liking it. Um, the, the way Link jumps, I just, I just got off the great plateau. So that's where I'm at in the game and I've got the paraglider now. And so now I'm able to like jump really high and glide down. And the way you jump out of the way of enemies and parry and, the abilities, it, it is all so tightly woven and everything feels so distinct and thought out that you can, first of all, when you can tell that just like they spent a lot of time making this game, number one. And number two, when IGN gives it a 10 and a 10 means a masterpiece. Oh, yeah. Let's have that mean, moment. 10 yeah. out of 10. IGN, <laughs> finally. I think even GameSpot uh, gave it a 10 and... It's really they, a masterpiece. They're not kidding. Like, this is a game that is actually important to video games. And people have asked the question, uh, okay, well, like, if this wasn't Zelda, would anybody be making a big deal about it? Like, would it just be another game that's out there and, and a, just a good game? And I honestly think the answer is yes. It's not like, I'm sure it's getting a little boost from Zelda going open world and stuff for the first time. But this is a a different game than any game you've ever played and it d demands to be played yeah it even got to the point where Aria was like can you go to the Nintendo store in New York and see if they have the pro controller see if they have the amiibos like he he encouraged he enables my amiibo addiction <laughs> But he's never been one to go, like, we have to have these because I need them to fully immerse myself in the game. And yeah. now he's like, I want these because I want to know what they do in the game. Mm -hmm. Give you a bunch of meat. <laughs> <laughs> and fish. Um, That's very true. And uh, it does encourage us and. and uh, there's something that you guys need to clear out for me. Uh, the Gothan was going through that issue on the stream. Are you able to invoke more than one am amiibo in a in a game day or in a real life day? Because I've seen him kind of like being able to re-invoke um, a wolf link at any time, but apparently you can only have an amiibo coming in coming in uh, more than once a day, not more than once a day. Oh, that's interesting. So, I haven't um, tried that yet. You I tried do that know. Day okay. I'm going to go look at a chart that shows what every amiibo does because I'm going to Best Buy today to pick up all the amiibos that I ordered. Has any of you gone, gone into a dungeon yet? In oh, yeah. Game? Yeah, I've done, oh, yeah. I heard I've done one, one outside that... the Great Plateau um, that involved kind of like time-stopping mechanics, or, uh -huh. or sorry, wind mechanics. Uh -huh. And it, the dungeon, I can't believe there's over 100 or apparently 100 different dungeons in this game because every dungeon... Like, Zelda traditionally feels like a dozen, literally a dozen dungeons, which I think is like an intro, Ganon's Castle at the end, like three to four beginning ones, and like six to seven main quest ones is usually mm -hmm. the format of a Zelda game. Mm -hmm. This Zelda game feels like they made a hundred 
like they took all the moments that would normally be in a dungeon and maybe you'd get like four or five each and just spread them out into their own little micro dungeons. Like, here's an awesome puzzle. Here's an awesome puzzle. Here's an awesome puzzle. And it elevates each one of those puzzles in a way that if it was just like the room you have to get through in a dungeon, like a larger dungeon. Right. It, it, it really is. That's so smart. Like Zelda's best thing is its puzzle design, I think. And even though I think the Zelda has a lot more to offer than that. And uh, like being able to have a, every single dungeon feel like its own, like just as satisfying as to like beat the ice temple or whatever is so cool. Yeah, nice. that's that is my favorite part of any Zelda game is the puzzles. Because I'm like, all right, what do I need to do to like figure this out? And usually I have to put the game down, walk away from it for a little bit, and then come back to it and go, oh, my God, this is genius. Mm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're like, oh, oh, like especially when you come up with a solution yourself. You're just like, so smart. This person's a genius. I'm a genius. <laughs> for figuring genius it out. all around. Right. A really yes. good puzzle in a video game makes you feel smart for figuring it out, right? Like it makes it's you go... It, it gives you the moment of, oh, yeah, that's what I have to do. Like, you shouldn't feel like you got there by mistake, which is, I, I feel like, something that Bethesda games suffer from. Like, oh, I, I don't think I should have been able to to kill that guy, <laughs> but uh, he got trapped in the thing, so, like, he's dead. Um, also, hey, before we stop uh, on the Switch stuff, shout-out to Snipperclips. It's the se- I think, to me, it's the second-best game that Nintendo launched uh with the wii u i brought it into work and i took four little joy cons we turned them sideways we put on straps and all four of us played uh, or four people at work played four player snipper clips that game is a very good game (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm excited for that um i think we're definitely going to get that and i'm looking forward to playing that i've heard really good things about it it seems also like a great way to probably end a relationship. So just an FYI there. <laughs> I haven't tried you, yet. <laughs> it's like yeah, being, uh, it's like building IKEA too. furniture. It's all right. <laughs> I'm excited for um, Sandy to get her hands on the Switch or, or Yadik, you to be able to, like, somebody bring a Switch in the office and hold yep. the Joy-Con sideways. I think we're going to have that at some point in the office. Yeah, because, like... I, I honestly thought I'd be way more bothered by the sideways Joy-Cons. They definitely need the strap to feel good. Yep. But um, that, like, joystick being in the center of the controller doesn't really bug me. Like, you get used to it after a couple seconds. Okay. Exciting, so, guys. I think, overall, we can say we're happy with what we have so far with Link Breath of the Wild and with what the Switch has given us so far. Yeah. I would say that Zelda deserves every 10 that it gets. And I love Horizon Zero Dawn, and I really think that that is a special game, too. And it's a very important PlayStation game and hopefully a whole new franchise, which is uh, exciting for a whole different reason. But unfortunately, I also uh, think Zelda's better. It's funny we have two big uh, contesters for Game of the Year already. And we're I know, only in, in March. March. Yeah. Crazy. That's, that's, we'll that's so we'll see. crazy. And technically, Horizon was in the end of February, so that's, <laughs> that's like, even crazier. Um, and I do, I also think, for the record, that, like, the Nintendo Switch console itself, like, I think IGN at one point had it at a 6.7. That, that sounds right to me. 
Mm-hmm. You know, like it's about a seven ish, depending on how forgiving you are with things like graphics power and how okay you are with typing in your credit card information and checking out one game at a time or one piece of DLC at a time, then maybe you can, it's higher for you, but it just continue. I mean, the day one update added friend codes enough said, like if you want to add a friend, you either have to be physically close to them or you have to know their magical 12 digit friend code, which is mental, but you know, you kind of take it as it is. If this is just a Zelda machine, I still think it was worth the purchase. And by purchase, I mean 15 purchases. <laughs> <laughs> I th- I do think um, so far with everything that we've invested in to Nintendo, we are happy. Like just seeing Arya's reaction last night when he was playing the game and just how happy he was when he played it. So I'm like, all right. I feel good about this so far. Um, We'll see what happens when Splatoon 2 comes out, and we'll see what happens with all the other games uh, that are coming out. But so far, so good. So good. Do you have have access to his Switch right now? Do you have access to his Switch? Yeah. Go go get it. (laughs) Go get it. Just go get it. We'll wait. We'll wait. I'm going to go get it. I don't have to go far. Like... Go. She's, go. she's like, I've been holding it this whole time. Go grab Let it talk. Let it talk to us. I'm sure he can talk. Uh, I'm tangled. Oh, my God. So many wires. <laughs> Looks like she's crawling into her cave and like, it's back there. <laughs> no, I have it. I, okay. I literally didn't have to go far. Okay. You got it? I got it. All right. So turn it on and go up to the profile. We're, it's we're already I'm, on. We're, okay. You're on the profile already? Wait, I'm in the home. Yeah. I have to press the home button three times. Yep. Or any here's, button. Here's my times. profile. It's a Sandy's page. Okay. You're on Sandy's page. So that I'm going to click on Ryan's page. I'm going to go to, I'm going to try and add you as a friend. We'll literally go through this live on the podcast. Oh, uh, I got to link my Nintendo account. What the hell was my password? Oh, no. Sandy. <laughs> See, Wait, this quick, is just another thing. They keep like asking you to link your Nintendo account. Why doesn't it just link your Nintendo account immediately? Like it's so okay. Why don't you know me already? Uh okay, let's do this one. While Sandy's doing that, I'm going to describe yes. to you. I'm going to a screen right now. Uh that I will describe is it's called friend list and it looks like a guy waving who is saying the word email at a girl who seems to be alarmed that he's talking to her. (laughs) And I'm taking a screenshot of it now, and I'm going to share that on our website. But it says, try sending requests to people you'd like to play with online. Okay, that's a little hard to say. But it's, yeah, this man, he's going, hey, email? And she's like, what? He's like, you know, I'm naked. Anyway. (laughs) All right, so I'm going to go to add friend. And then I'm going to search with friend code. Did you link it already, Sandy? Uh, not yet. What is the holdup? What is the uh, holdup? You're embarrassing me. I have, me. like, <laughs> I have so many um, versions of this thing. And it's like, what's my password? It's super complicated because, you know, you got to be protected because of the internet. Now, Reggie Fisame, representative of the man who's in charge of Nintendo America, said that uh, 
they're going to at one point patch in new ways to add friends. But for right now, we're we're forced to do it like this. And this is literally the whole process. So Sandy's linking her Nintendo. Oh, no, my password's incorrect. Oh, Sandy, just <laughs> look it up, please. No, I did look it up. I just didn't type doing? it properly. What are you doing? Uh, I can't. Why can't I just copy and paste? Where's the stylus? <laughs> the stylus doesn't help you copy and paste. Yannick know, is like, this is really good audio right now. It, it is really. It... I mean, I'm enjoying it, you guys. I'm just <laughs> waiting. It's easier. Just waiting. Okay, wait. So while that thing happens, what what's the thing with the five friend passes and that's it forever or whatever? Like, what are the friend? There's like a referral friend that has created controversy. Oh, I don't five friend. Tell me, tell me what that is. Well, so I haven't had the time to document myself on it but apparently you can just have you 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 posted it on your twitter the thing about the friend passes and like oh yeah so yeah to to add sandy what i'm gonna have to do is i'm going to search for her friend code i can't like look for sandy i can't first i can't like okay oh yeah it's it's (laughs) horrible i can't even like i hold on can i can I send you an email, Sandy? Oh my god! Uh, can you? It did. It, <laughs> it, it even let me link a Twitter account, and it won't let me like search my Twitter people for friends. It's really crazy. Okay, so and, you, you're gonna probably have to edit that until she added you. She adds you or something. Yeah, exactly. So, Sandy, how are we doing on the link? Come on! Oh my god! Oh my god! Rush! I'm... What are you doing? <laughs> What are you doing? I'm trying You're to panicking. sign in. You're panicking. I, I did it. I did it. I signed in. Okay. <laughs> I linked my account. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. God, that was so, like, nerve-wracking. All right. Add uh, a friend here. I'm going to search with a friend. enables you to. Okay. Yeah. That's going to be do like, that. do you want to merge your balances? Online presence. Okay, cool. What else? That's it? Is that it? Good. All right. Here yeah. we go. Now, when you're on that screen, when you're on your profile screen, it should have a friend code. And ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know what a friend code is, first of all, I'm happy for you. Second of all, (laughs) Uh, this is what you have to do to add a friend. Like Sandy and I are speaking right now. Granted, we're on different coasts, but we're speaking right now. And this is how hard it is to add a friend. All right. You're not says, speaking through the Nintendo Switch speaking app or conversation. That's right, because there's no app or any way there's to do this. There's none of that. Nope. All right, so go ahead, Sandy. I'm, I'm trying to get back to the home screen. Great, home great. Screen. This is great. People are loving it every second of it. Yeah. Here we go. I mean, hold on. To be fair, she hasn't really interacted with the Switch a lot. Okay. Friends list. That's true. Uh, try setting a friend request to people you no, like just to tell play. Me, no, no just tell okay. me your number. Fuck. Let me, let me get them digits, Sandy. <laughs> Sandy, <laughs> I need them digits. Don't tell Aria. I need them digits, though. Oh, there's my them. friend code. Oh, God. Ready? Yeah. S-W. Yeah, there's no, there's no letter keys on my keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> But somehow that's part of it. <laughs> uh, okay. What comes five, after? Five three. Five three. Oh five. Zero five. 
3-5-3-5-0-4-0-4. And, and users, feel free to add us once yeah, you have, because I'll say mine too. 6-0-6-0-3-5-3-5-0-4-0-4. Okay. There's an OK button. I'll press that. It says, please wait. Sandy. Oh, there's Tom Nook. I'm going to say send <laughs> friend request. Please wait. Friend request sent. If it's accepted, you will become friends. <laughs> it's like it's Sandy, what we do in real life. We're not friends. I need you to accept me into your life. Okay. One um, friend request received. Ooh, Ryan. Uh, Yeah. You did it. So it actually did happen that fast. That's Become actually surprising friends. to me. Yay, we're friends. Okay. So I will read everybody. So, oh, and finally it says friend one or zero online is actually what it says, but then you appear. Um, I know. I appear offline. So uh, for people that want to add me on Nintendo Switch, this is unfortunately what you have to type in. You can type in my friend code. Seven zero zero five. Four seven eight six six zero two one. And Sandy and I are not going to tweet out these numbers because we don't want all you Twitter spam bots trying to add us in other countries <laughs> with pictures of sexy ladies. Instead, you can listen to our show like you're doing right now, listener, and add us that way. And hopefully, we can be friends. What do you think? It Yannick, is... Will you be our friend? Will you accept us? <laughs> accept our friendship. You accept us. Yannick's muted. We lost him. It does something <laughs> really cute because Arya also has a profile on here. Yeah. And it has his little icon and it says he's playing Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Oh, hey. All right. Well, you can tell me Arya's after the show. Sorry. <laughs> my mic was, yeah, sorry. My mic couldn't get out of mute for some reason. Oh, you what? were stuck in mute. I was stuck in mute. Too bad you had a lot of hot takes too. Sometimes yeah, it happens. Yeah. I know. Now you can't be our friend. I heard you're gonna post your codes on Twitter. That's what I heard. No, no, that's the <laughs> opposite. That. Oh no. <laughs> All right. Well, that's. Uh, I think we're we're talked out on the switch for now. I'm sure we're going to continue to have different thoughts and feelings as we live with these systems. And Sandy obviously gets to spend more time with it than just. Uh, than just waiting for Arya to finish and sharing her friend code. Hopefully, by the time you get a hold of that thing, there'll be a bunch of friends for you, Sandy. Yay! A bunch <laughs> of friends. Um. So yeah, I think that uh, that does it for Nintendo it does it. Go, Switch. Go stuff. play it. Go play yeah, it now. Go play it. Follow us on our Instagram account, Pixels Weekly, and we'll be posting tons of pictures of Switch Horizon Zero Dawn and other. Fun video game related shenanigans. Yeah, and if you haven't yet, you gotta check out. I know Yannick has been streaming the heck out of his Horizon Zero Dawn playthrough. He's getting ready to have a little bit of a write up on it, and uh, I, I, I think you're cruising through the game at a at a really good clip, and you're keeping it uh, fun. I was just going back. I watched a, uh, I watched a past archive of you. Oh, did you? <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. No, I do. And I do have a couple of my PS4 friends that I haven't been hanging out with since I got a PC and uh, coming back and everybody's pretty much playing it and uh, it's been a great journey taking it slow and, and progressing through the world sharing hints and bits and pieces of experiences that we've had 
And uh, I can't wait to meet the T-Rex. I think that's when I'm going to really <laughs> start really writing my reviews. I think I'm going to feel so much accomplished finding a T-Rex in, <laughs> in this game, I, which I don't know the name of. So it's really like I'm not lying to you. I'm, I'm really you know, I'd be curious, man, anybody. to hear from you, like what you think. Um, like because the last PlayStation 4 game that I feel like you went super hard on was Destiny. And... This game is is mostly a single player experience. So like mm -hmm. how are you how are you finding that? Like is it less satisfying inherently because you're not necessarily playing with a community? I mean, yeah, it's 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 I found my uh, I found my multiplayer experience being more in real life where we share we share experiences of the game. Uh but yeah, no, it's it's a good change. Uh I do like multiplayer games uh, more and I do need my dose of playing uh, online with friends, and that's why I think this weekend I'm gonna go back into. I mean, we're we're releasing this on Monday, but in the weekend I w I probably uh, game back into Overwatch competitive season uh, to get my fair share of multiplayer madness. But um, I think uh, I th I think you know it's a good change, uh, and uh, probably I've I've enjoyed. I'm a big fan of GTA. You guys all know that, and uh, it's yeah. probably this open world is probably the the first one since GTA that I'm really getting involved into. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah, I just, like, I'm, I was so interested to hear, especially, I mean, I'll have to wait patiently for your review, but, like, what you think of Horizon in terms of, you know, its loot mechanics and collecting and crafting, because I know its systems are, while in a way kind of similar to the idea of Destiny, very much not. Um how Destiny was executing on, like, the loot, the grind, and if Horizon is a game that you find yourself, like, I'm just going to beat the story, uh, or I'm not even going to beat the story, or I'm going to beat the story and continue to play for 50 hours, you know, so. Yep, yep, I mean, I'm going to beat the story and try to get the 100%, uh, because <sighs> the world is so beautiful, I love just traveling in it, doing nothing, and uh, now I'm, I'm really, I, I want to progress, the story gets me gets me uh going uh but i do plan on coming back uh like i never uh, like i rarely do but i do plan on coming back and uh and and find all the collectibles and get that 100 percent and be proud of it tell yeah. my kids about it aloy you are my second favorite child this month <laughs> <laughs> that's always not good when you say that you know that <laughs> she's i know but she's god i never feel, comes again right. i feel bad horizon is so good it's so good I would even yeah. I'm, I would even be willing to say Horizon Zero Dawn is the blat blessed. This is a <laughs> <laughs> uh, what does that mean, Ryan? What are you trying to say, sheeple? Um, it is the best PlayStation Four game to me, like pound for pound for me. It's the best PlayStation Four game above and beyond Uncharted Four, which is one of my favorite games on PlayStation Four. I think it's the second best game on PS Four. This to me is the best. Fake news. Fake news. <laughs> We're fake news. Oh, you know what? Let's change Dude. the tagline to the podcast to be a fake news video game podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All fake reviews and, and fake. And this decisions on the fly. This is right. We're <laughs> doing it now. All right. Uh, as always, you can listen to every episode of Pixels Weekly for free over at pixelsweekly.com. In fact, subscribing on iTunes or Overcast or whatever you do is more important 
than ever. We are uh, adding, if for Overcast listeners, we're going to be adding some custom artwork and stuff. So you're getting that experience um, when you listen, as well as some basic chapter markers so you can jump uh, right to the conversation or, you know, go back and listen to just the hodgepodge, um, that sort of stuff. Kind of neat, kind of fun. Uh, And... Yeah, you can follow us at Pixels Cast on Twitter and at Pixels Weekly, basically everywhere else. Um, and I think that about does it for us this week. Go be a video game player. Go be a video <laughs> game player. Go play a video game. And you can do it outside with your new Nintendo Switch. Yeah. I won't be. Let me make that clear. I will not be taking it outside. <laughs> Unless I can get a screen protector, then I might. All right. Guys. Thank you. I think it was good. I, I I love you. I don't know why I'm really drawing out the ending, but I'm getting really. <laughs> I don't know. You know I'm getting like, sentimental I, this week or it's something. It's just so yeah. excited. It's so so much that came out. And until next time, adios. Au revoir. Is that what you? What am I? <laughs> Sorry. Wait. Hold on. What happened here? I think wait, Sandy. Tr- I just tried to hijack the ending of the show. Yeah. I, I didn't try. Sandy, this is my job. <laughs> My son what are you doing? Off, when he came back, I saw a silent. I had a silent in my ear, and I was like, what? Is that my turn? Is it, like, did, did he end the episode? You can't do it like this. All right, fine. We'll do it like this. Until next time. <laughs> Adios. Au revoir. <laughs> we'll see you next week, fake news. That's that's actually a very funny. I swear, we, we, I was like, we really came like back for two in seconds. I, I probably didn't hear when you Stanley ending the show, and then and I was like, what? Wait, silence? What? I'm gonna be honest. After you said it, like it took like multiple seconds to sink in, and then <laughs> I panicked. I was like, well, what happens now? <laughs> <laughs>